Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The New York Rangers are now atop the NHL standings. They defeat the Boston Bruins by a score of 7-4 to four in a very impressive showing. Both teams came off of matinee games yesterday. Bruins lost to the Red Wings. Rangers beat the Flyers. And today, the Rangers were the better team. No question about it. And what this team is doing is just awfully impressive. They're 15-3-1. So it's 31 points in 19 games. They are on such a great run right now. And this is without Adam Fox. This is without Philip Heedle. This is without Igor Shosturkin really doing anything of, uh, of true note, to be honest. I mean, you know, not to take anything away from him. And obviously yesterday he was a pretty big factor in their win, but Today, Jonathan Quick was in net, and Quick wasn't wasn't great, but wasn't bad either. You know, uh, he was pretty tested, and the Rangers at times, there was many times, you know, many different instances when I thought, all right, like, this game could get away from them. Bruins tied it up a couple of different, uh, on a couple of different occasions, and the Rangers just stuck with it, and they've been a great third-period team. That was evident again. Got contributions all over the lineup. Chris Kreider... Uh, gets two goals and an assist. Had a chance to get a hat-trick in this game. So he's up to 13 goals. Jimmy Vesey has been really good lately. He had a goal and an assist. And his goal gave the Rangers a lead in which they would not relinquish. Um, you have the first goal as a Ranger for Nick Benino and Tyler Pitlick. So the fourth line, uh, you know, not only doing well, just, you know, and as I said yesterday, right? Sometimes it's a precursor. I thought they played a really good game yesterday. Didn't have anything to show for it, you know, as far as offensively. But today that did happen. And, yeah, like, Keandre Miller had a really nice goal. He gets, a, you know, the game-winning goal. And I thought that miller Trouba pair was just very, very strong all game long. Pasternak was very much dangerous for Boston, but Brad Marchand, not, not really so much. Uh, was he on the score sheet at all, even? No. Uh, and, and when you can, you know, hold him down... You're going to be in good shape. I didn't think Linus Olmark played all that well for Boston. Uh, I'm not sure our Bruins fans feel about that, but you know, obviously seven goals goes without saying, but a lot of them I felt like were, were fairly leaky. Um, and, you know, that was part of it. But the Rangers unequivocally were the better team in this game. And it's an exciting time to be a Ranger fan, right? Um, and again, like, it's, you know, we're just past Thanksgiving. And so, you know, we're about a, you're about a, a little bit less than a quarter of the way through the season, a ways to go, but you got to like what you see again, and, and let's just leave it to, let's forget about heel for a second and, and let's just leave it to Adam Fox. Like he's been out now for a little less than a month and they're just winning games left and right. It's really remarkable. And they're building up such a nice lead, you know, in the division, but in the Eastern Conference, you know, look, that. let's just see, you know? Um, push comes to shove, I don't know. As far as, you know, who will be first, the Bruins or the Rangers. And other teams could easily emerge. That's the thing. Uh, but for now, this was a battle of the NHL's best, and the Rangers came out victorious. And indecisive fa in indecisive fashion as well. Um, yeah. Weren't that many penalties in this game. A lot of stoppages. This was a, a slow... It was a very exciting game, but a slow-moving game as well. Um, but 
you know, Artemi Panarin gets back on the score sheet, which was good. Uh, even though I actually didn't think he played all that well. And, and, you know, so he gets a couple of points, Panarin. And Lafreniere doesn't get any, but I thought, again, he looked great. He's been so snake-bitten in terms of assists. I think he only has like four, let me see, I think he's only four assists in the season, which is just crazy because he has been so good at setting his teammates up. But I thought that his game was really good. And, you know, in terms of ice time, the the distribution was more, it wasn't as lopsided as yesterday. And probably in part because the Rangers were able to, to take a big lead that they were more comfortable using, let's say, Jones and Schneider later on. But um, in particular, on the defense, again, I thought that Miller-Truba pair was especially strong. Gustafson didn't have his best game, had some turnovers. I thought that he was, you know, not amazing. But yeah, looking at the forward lines, they were rolling all four, all four lines. They were. And again, that fourth line, I thought Barkley Goodrow had a really good game today. And, and I can't always say that with him this season, but I thought he was really good. So when he comes back, it's going to cause some interesting decisions, but there's no need to rush him back. There's no need to rush him back. But if uh, when he comes back and they're still healthy, I don't know what they do. Because you can't, that this fourth line, you can't really mess with it. But Nick Benino, like, you're not going to help you scratch him. I don't know. It's, it's going to lead to some, again, you know, the, the default could always be, we'll just scratch Pitlick. That could be. But I don't think that's deserved. He's really, he helps that fourth line, brings some speed to it. Like, I, I really think he's a major reason why that fourth line has gotten better. Part of it is you take Benino off. But I think more of it is to do with Pitlick being on. And so... You know, it'll just lead to some interesting decisions, but good problems to have. So let's get into it. Rangers jump out to an early lead, and that's been a thing for the Rangers. They take the lead. What what was the stat? In at least 14 of the 19 games, it might have been 15. Maybe about 15 of their 19 games they've scored first. And so Nick Bonino scores unassisted at 558. And this was, again, a goal for me that Olmark, I think, should have stopped. Um... I believe there was a, t it was unassisted. I think there might have been a turnover. Benino just sort of takes a wrist shot and, and he scores and he gives Rangers a one nothing lead. Then the Bruins take a penalty at 10-10. Grizzly hooks Mika Zibanejad. So Zibanejad continues his good play. And then at 10-56, Chris Kreider scores in the power play right in front of the net. His 12th goal of the season from Trocek and Gustafson. So this is a shot from the point by Gustafson deflected by Trocek. And that deflection made it so that Olmark wasn't able to to handle it cleanly, and so the puck is loose, and Kreider easily buries it to give the Rangers a 2-0 lead. But Boston, after and Jim Montgomery calls a good timeout at this point, Boston responds to it well. Charlie Coyle scores his eighth goal of the season from Frederick and Van Riemsdyk at this point. I'm trying to think. I so Okay, so he scores that goal, and there was a bad play... There were so many goals that it gets all lumped in together. Morgan Geeky scores right after that as well, 14-14, from Lauco and Forbert. But yeah, in trying to think about it, um, someone made a bad... I think Trocek. Yeah, yeah. So Trocek was on the coil goal. Makes a bad turner, turnover um, in the offensive zone, and Coyle beats him to it. Also, Lindgren kind of gets caught up ice. And Gustafson goes down. So kind of a combination of things. 
and it leads to a goal by Coyle. Then the geeky goal, trying to think if there was anyone to blame on that one. Um, That was a good shot. That was a pretty good shot by Geeky. I'm not sure if, um, if Jonathan Quick saw the, uh, saw the puck. And by the way, this goes without saying, but as we expected, Wish to Sturgeon playing yesterday, Quick was in net today. Again, that was, that to me, which was very clear. Once we knew that Quick was the goalie versus Pittsburgh, you could tell that that was going to be how it would line up. So it makes it 2-2, and then Laviolette calls a timeout. And that's a good thing. Would Gerard Gallant ever do that the last two seasons? No way. No way. He wouldn't do it if they were down 2 nothing. He sure as hell wouldn't do it if it was a 2-2 game. So um, at that point, it's 2-2. And then in 18-26, Gustafson hooks Pavel Zaka. But the Rangers score shorthanded, and again, it's Chris Kreider. Kreider goes in on a breakaway, scores his second of the game, 13th of the season, assisted by Truba. Really nice pass by Jacob Truba. Right on the tape of Kreider, he goes in and he scores. And the Rangers have a 3-2 lead going in to the second period. Now in the second period, keep in mind, you still have that power play with not much time left. Like, and, and so that's un so it ends up going down as a power play goal, which is unfortunate because the penalty goal has been so good lately. But in the dying moments, it's a goal by David Pasternak. Um, his 13th goal of the season from Zaka. This is a play where Zibana, where the Rangers had some trouble getting out of the zone. Zabanajad wasn't able to. And then Truba got too aggressive. Truba moves up and it leaves Pasternak all alone. And not a great goal by Quick. Quick was fooled. I think he thought Pasternak was maybe going to pass it. He ends up kind of deking him out and, and shoots it. And it goes right through Quick. Right through him. Uh, and so that ties it up at three. Then things kind of settled down for a while, but there were some penalties as well. Yeah. At 4.45, Dan Heinen has goal, uh, is called for goal interference. But then 18 seconds later, Trocek hooks Charlie Coyle. Then at 8.39, too many men uh, on the ice penalty on the Rangers. Again, that's been an issue for them, but they kill it off. And then... And then the Rangers score a really, really nice goal. And it was six on five for a while. So Jimmy Vesey is high-sticked by, who was it? Ian Mitchell. And it's actually a two, it, it would have been a double minor because he was bleeding. The Rangers had the puck, have the puck for a while. They were in the middle of a line change and Panarin's the extra attacker. But in the end, Jimmy Vesey, who, grew, who drew the penalty, and again, he was bleeding, Scores his fourth goal of the season from Trocek and Panarin. Really great effort by the Rangers on this goal. Just great puck movement. Awesome stuff. And then the Rangers still had that power play. So instead of a four-minute power play, it then became a two-minute power play. But, but that power play wasn't a good one for the Rangers. But before the period is out, at 1936, Keandre Miller scores his second goal of the season from Zabanajad and Kreider. And this would go down as the game-winning goal. Miller... Uh, with an unbelievable shot and a great pass by Zibanejad to find Miller streaking in from behind. And he just lasered it past Olmark. And that was a big... To give the Rangers a two-goal lead was really, really important. So the Rangers have are up 5-3 going into the third. And in the third, right right away at 126, Tyler Pitlick gets his first goal as a, as a Ranger, assisted by VZ and Goodrow. So they win the phase-off. Goodrow wins it. Eventually, a really nice pass from VZ to Pitlick, and he scores. Um, and it makes it 6-3. However, a little more than a minute after that, Charlie Coyle scores his second goal of the game. 
his ninth goal of the season from Van Riemsdyk and Geeky. So a quick response makes it 6-4, but then the Rangers, less than two minutes after that, they score. It's Artemi Panarin with his 11th goal of the season from Schneider and Jones. Really nice pass by Schneider, cross ice to Panarin, who kind of had an open net and scores. Rangers take a 7-4 lead, and they would continue to have a really strong third, like a great period. They would outshoot the Bruins 17-9 in that period, and they win 7-4. to And this is a Bruin team. Bruins and Rangers are the two best teams in terms of goal prevention. Goals against, uh, they don't allow that many goals. And so for the Rangers to get seven after Boston struggled yesterday, very, very impressive. Um, you know, look, they spent Thanksgiving away from home. They went from Pittsburgh to Philly. And so the scheduling was weird here. You come back home and, you know, with that, it's kind of like relief. But no, they stuck with it all the way. Like, I just think that their stick to was very, very impressive. Um, and you really should be proud as a Ranger fan currently. So now, coming up, they'll face the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, home against Buffalo. Uh, will be Monday. So it's interesting. Let's talk about maybe the next three games. Buffalo is the next one. I'm worried about a letdown game there. Um, but even like but the Rangers, even when they're not playing their best, they still find ways to get points and wins. So the Rangers had st still one of their best games of the season. That opening night game against Buffalo was a clinic. So there's that. Then the next game, they played Detroit, who the Rangers also played really well against at least for those first two periods. So that's another familiar foe. And then Nashville, actually. So another chance, you know, the Rangers got their revenge versus uh, versus Minnesota. They got their revenge versus Columbus. And now they'll be looking to maybe get some exact some revenge against Nashville, going to Nashville. And that'll be a week from now. So uh, somewhat of a light schedule uh, coming up, but not anything crazy, kind of normal, right? Where it's where... They are basically playing every other day, although in between Detroit and Nashville, there's a couple of days off. So, yeah, really, we'll focus more on the next two games, which are home against Buffalo and Detroit. And, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can keep this up. Adam Fox is eligible to return for the Detroit game. So we'll see. Uh, just because he's eligible to return doesn't necessarily mean he'll be right back in there. You would think he would be if he's good to go. He definitely will be. But he will be out still versus Buffalo at the very least. And for Heedle, sounds like he's making progress, but I don't really expect him to come back um, in the interim. I, I think that, why rush it? You know, they're in, they're in a position where they have the luxury where they don't need to. Let him get better. You know, these concussions are obviously very serious, and he's had a history of them. So they're in a very, very good spot right now. And it would be easy for them to hey, kind of go on cruise control at some point and kind of have lulls. But Laviolette and the coaching staff has this team ready to go game in game out like it is this is as good as it's been you know for the rangers in quite some time they're really in good hands not to say that there's things that they need to work on because there are they definitely are you can you can see some holes here and there but this was great and so now the new york rangers sit at number one whether as we speak whether that be in points whether it be by points percentage, because when the night is up, they may not have the most points in the league, but they will have the best points percentage. 15-3-1, 19 games, 31 points. And, hey, the schedule hasn't been overly difficult, in my opinion. 
but it has been in the sense that they've only had seven home games and 12 road games. And think about some of the trips they've had. So like just the way the schedule has broken out has not been easy. Opponents wise, I don't think it's been overly challenging, but again, you just beat Boston who had been the best team in the league uh, going into this. So the Rangers point percentage is 816, which is insane. Like that's just not, a, that's not normal. Um, but look, there's other teams that are not too far. Of course, Boston, uh, Vegas, the LA Kings have been really good too. So it's just a fun thing to kind of keep track of, but all the stats you look at across the board are just very impressive. Special teams wise. One thing that had been hurting them was five on five offense. And even that's been better lately. Uh, so yeah, like they should definitely feel good about themselves, rest up and they'll be having Buffalo come to town and Buffalo. Uh, tonight, we'll be playing uh, uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils, uh, a struggling Devil team. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But again, Boston Bruins come to town. They were in first place in the NHL. They're not anymore. The New York Rangers are. They beat the Bruins 7-4. to